1: Well, what a day. What a day. It's been unexpected. So unexpected here. But um, I'm delighted to say that the moon underwater is with child. With with child? Yes, I'm delighted to say the moon underwater has sired itself a foal.
2: A, a virgin birth of a foal?
1: Well, that's a very interesting question. Um, certainly relevant for this time of year. Uh, the moon underwater, Robin... Has side itself uh, a little calf of... Wait, I thought you said it was a foal. Well, is it a foal? Is it a calf? Even some of the most experienced herdsmen don't know. Um, but if you go right down to the end of the the garden here at the Moon Underwater, through, through hedge, through pine, through uh, folly, and through babbling brook, you'll find a little winter pub. Oh covered in snow yeah a little sort of log cabin pub tucked away in what i would like to call a, a magical cove mm. a covening
2: the covening yes
1: yeah there's room for about 3 people and uh, a member of bar staff in there yeah uh, there's a, just a little table and one stool at the bar you could maybe fit 5 in at a push is it is it within
2: the woods or is it of the woods themselves
1: I'd say it's within the woods, but I've yet to trace the foundations of the cabin. Uh-huh. So there is a chance that this has grown from the roots of oak, ash and beech. Roots, bloody roots. And just the, it's got a beautiful sloped roof. It's got a little log fire. Well, it's like a wood burner.
2: Roof, bloody roof.
1: Roof, bloody roof. Uh, it's got a little wood burner.
2: Yeah, quite dangerous in the in the in the forest, isn't it?
1: Yeah, given that it is wood, but you know everything here in the Moon Underwater and beyond is is fire retardant.
2: Well, yeah, and you've also put a lot of kind of fire safety regulations in place as well in the Moon Underwater.
1: Oh, you can't move for the signage. Yeah, um, but then I mean the council here in the correct realm are very hard to predict. Mm. I mean sometimes they don't come for years. <laughs> and then sometimes 3 or 4 of them will come in a day and by the time they leave they're thoroughly well lashed. <laughs> wow. Um, but uh, have have you w- would you like to venture down to the to the little the little stoved pub fold? The little pot stove. Yes, I'd love to give it a go. Okay, well let's um let's allow the moon underwater to signify this change of scene with whatever music it deems fit. And uh Let's sort of reimagine ourselves in the little cabin. Oh, Robin. Oh, wow. This is... Uh, there's an... Au- I tell you what, there's an awful lot of. An awful lot of painted glass. Uh, uh, oh, right. Painted glass? Well, just sort of, you know, branded glass. Okay. Uh, with various brands, some of which I think exist. But they reflect the the log fire so beautifully, don't they? They really do. It's a bit snug in here, I, I will say that. It is, qu- it is quite a squeeze. Um... But that's, you know, maybe it'll keep growing as it develops as a as a child bairn. Well, this is, oh right, H- hang on. What happened to the calf foal? Or is well, the- a calf a foal, a child a bairn. Right. You could you could bring all of the high priests of midwifery, and they wouldn't <laughs> be able to tell the difference.
2: No, but it is it is lovely. It is small. It is small. It is small, but
1: it's very curzy.
2: It's curzy. I love curzy.
1: Yeah. Um, but yeah, maybe next time when we come back, it'll be even bigger. And I can't wait to see it if it stays into the summer as a summer house pub. Mm,
2: yes. Yes. With a ver- veranda. Yeah.
1: Well, Robin, we've, we've been in two pubs already this evening. Yeah. Um, but have you been in any pubs in your week? Well, I had a long old break with the old COVID. You did. And it's such a shame because here in the correct realm, if, if, if twere that we could stay here forever. Yeah. Because obviously the, uh. The air is purified here, but not back in the other realm. Mm.
2: Yeah, and um, it's, uh, you know, checking your bank balance if you don't go to the pub for eight days is really, it really is quite transforming. It just sort of stays there, doesn't it? It does. It's just like, oh, thank F for that.
1: Just like sort of snow that never melts. (laughs)
2: Yeah, by the side of the road. And now I'm well again, and it's, my bank account is turning to slush. <laughs> um, but, you know, yes, yeah, so I was ill with the COVID, uh, so I didn't go to any pubs. But the first pub I went to, isn't wasn't really a pub, I went to the National Theatre. Did you really? Yeah, I went to the theatre to see Othello. And uh, there's a little bar by the side of the National Theatre called the Understudy, which is really nice. Pub theatres discuss mm.
1: uh, Hen and Chickens in Islington. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Uh, the White Bear in Bristol. Yeah. Um, Oh, the one in Angel that I went to with Phil. Is it the Red Lion?
2: Hmm. Rings a bell.
1: Yeah. I mean, I do like going to... I mean, it's weird.
2: How do you feel about going to things? (laughs) Because I always get very nervous about going to things. I don't... The cinema I find hard. The theatre I find really hard. Because I just get very stressed. I get very anxious. I worry about other people. Mm. I worry about people making noise. And I worry about myself. And it was very nice to go there, uh, you know, having had a drink in the bar, and to just feel myself relax and enjoy something
1: for once. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. Does this ring any bells with you? Yeah, 100%. Mm. Um, I should just point out the Waverley in Edinburgh. Also oh, yeah, it theater. is. It is. Um, Good venue. But did you think did you feel more relaxed because other people were just slightly better behaved? I don't know what it was, because all the red flags were there, big
2: coach load of school children going to the play. Uh, you know, that that would normally set me on edge a little bit. But I don't know what it was. That like maybe it was coming out of the illness and just being grateful for being back in human company again. But I just managed to focus on the thing without letting my anxiety overwhelm me.
1: Oh that's fantastic and I think <laughs> gratitude is a very powerful tool. Yeah. Um I've been reading a lot recently about gratitude lists where right uh, and you can sort of combine them with meditation in the mornings to just create a, a a list of things you're grateful for and it just puts you in a really good mood. It gives you a good sort of energetic positive start to the day.
2: I think that's really important and I think particularly this time of year when there are a lot of anxiety-inducing things to go to,
1: (laughs) you know? Yeah. I mean, key annoyances or things that I worry about if I go to, like, the theatre, obviously hugely it's other people and other people's habits because you don't have any choice but to be subjected to other people's habits for a sustained period of time. Yeah. Um, So, like, the cinema I find quite stressful... Uh, theatre, music gigs, Mm. but it's also the I I have a fear of not enjoying it quite early on, and then not being able to think about anything other than the fact I'm not enjoying it.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I have. Case
1: in point, I I think the last time I went to see to the theatre, I went to see a play about a couple on New Year's Eve. It was all set in one room, and it's a two-hander, and it was set in real time. Uh, so it starts at like sort of half past 10 on New Year's Eve. And they had a clock on the set to sort of make a make a bit of a fuss about the fact that this is set in real time. And it was two hours long. And after about 10 minutes, I thought, oh, this isn't really for me. And I just spent the rest of the entire performance just staring at this clock. Yeah, that's a, that's an unusual one.
2: I think the thing I found that helped with going to the theatre, was thinking about how I'd talk about it the following day. So you think, if you sort of already decide, right, I'm going to really try and enjoy this so I can tell to people, you know, oh, this was so good, you should go and see it. You know, and you frame it in that way, where you think about, maybe if you're not comfortable now or if someone's annoying you, think about how you will remember it later Mm. as an experience. Do you know what I mean? gotta say it's a bit of
1: a transformation in your outlook here. it really is this is really good stuff I know.
2: yeah because i do tend to just worry about small things i find going out to things
1: like that very stressful
2: mm. but i just i don't know it's all about
1: your outlook isn't it absolutely absolutely it is um i went to see uh bonnie prince billy at the hackney church oh, yeah i couldn't go because of the vid yeah you were meant to be coming but the vid got in the way it really did and um there were two things, sort of, to your point. Firstly, they were supported Body Prince believe supported by the sacred harp choir. Is that what it is is it is that what they're called? Oh that's a form of yeah, music. And so it in yeah. a choir singing that style of yeah. almost gospel
2: style music, yeah.
1: And uh, the sort of guy who was leading them told people not to applaud because it it sort of freaked them out, which I found a bit sort of like felt a bit sort of insincere. That's a bit weird, isn't it? So he said, could you save your applause for the end? I mean, they were amazing mm. and such a good idea to have a choir yeah. supporting you in a church. Uh, anyway, what that meant was, because obviously they were supporting, not everyone was in the room yet.
0: Mm.
1: So it meant that after every song, maybe six people who'd come in during that song applauded. No <laughs> yeah, one else God. did. So they must have sort of thought, what on earth is going on here? People, why are people giving this band such hard time? That's so weird. Well, that's a weird decision to make. Yeah. I I, I wasn't a huge fan of that. that. I think that happens
2: a lot of the proms, that people get very annoyed if people clap in the wrong places and all that kind of jazz.
1: Like in the Houses of Parliament. Is that what happens? <laughs> you know, well, you're not allowed to applaud in um, oh, right. in the Commons. Yeah. It just sort of feels a bit precious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, they were fantastic. Great. Um, but then during the show, that one of the lighting states that was used had not been fully sort of thought out so had two big park lights pointing in my eyes for i would say 70% of the song oh, so I couldn't sh- actually open my eyes and that was annoying but other people around us were very nice so yeah didn't get any of that stress but it's it's like ah oh, yeah I know what you it's mean there's always something yeah there's a, but that's the thing there is always something mm. so if you mm. kind of
2: make peace with that I don't know where I've got this wisdom
1: from <laughs> <laughs> post-Covid, because I'm not really like this, but anyway. How many days were you sans cans with the Covid? I was <laughs> um, I was
2: testing positive for eight days, but I was not sans cans. <laughs> uh. I got very into the hot toddleys again. I tell you what, Emma Rinch, she, when she chose Maker's Mark, mm. when she was a guest on the show, and Maker's Mark is absolutely lovely. You've got to kind of, I just realised though, you've got to pour yourself a little measure and then just wait for it to kind of get the air to it and everything. Ah. Because the, the the difference in the... If you smell it when you've just poured it, and then you smell it maybe five minutes later, it the difference is astonishing. Really? It's, it's, yeah, it smells like toffee, caramel. It's a really nice bourbon whiskey.
1: So what are you mixing that with in your bodily
2: Um Well, I was having it with just water. But in a... <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: so, well, not really. So your, your
1: recipe for a hot toddy is whiskey and water. Yes.
2: <laughs> and look at me now. No, if I'm having a hot toddy, it would be lem sip and uh, honey and a, and a tot, tot of whiskey. But, but uh, Maker's Mark is probably too good to put in a hot toddly, really. Get some grouse in there.
1: We'd both been publess.
2: Yeah, publess and Bible Black.
1: Is this our first publess week in pubs, betwixt the twain? Well, I did go to the understudy. Oh, yeah. I went to the bar there. That's always very nice. I went to a, uh, a wedding at a private members club Ooh. in Soho. Check you. Well, I think it's like it, these people weren't members. You just can hire out the space. Uh, but it was a really nice sort of throwback to... I'm not sure these places really exist that much anymore because sort of being, you know, private members clubs, I think are slightly out of fashion. Mm-hmm. And certainly the the sort of generation that, for whom they were a big deal is perhaps on, on the wane. And they're not so popular amongst sort of people in their 20s and 30s. Mm. Uh, but it was sort of three stories. And downstairs was, was a bar, had no draft, um, but lots of sort of spirits and stuff, and um, it just there was really nice art on the walls, sort of a mixture of like original quirky stuff and sort of prints of things like Medigliani stuff. It just looked really cool, and I and Dudley Moore performed there, and so did um, oh who was the other oh John Martin oh wow. So upstairs, in the room where the ceremony was, there were these two sort of uh, blue plaque type things, one for saying Dudley Moore performed there in 1994, and uh, John Martin, and I think the early 2000s. But um, there was a list of people who were barred <laughs> right, surprised John Martin wasn't barred. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, apparently he wasn't particularly nice. No, he's a visual. horrible
2: horrible man. Great musician, horrible man.
1: I can't read out all of these because it's done in very some of the um some of the names they've given these people are not very PC. Right. Um so this is the this is the list of people who are barred. So it starts with Jason. Just Jason. Just Jason. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adam the deaf guy. One-armed Keith. <laughs> Mickey Two Suits, (laughs) Fat Paul, Fat Paul, the Glaswegian, the Glaswegian, the Glaswegian, right? The ginger drunk, the ginger drunk twat called Angus, (laughs) um, Crazy Linda, Crazy Linda, um, David Beaumont. So that's the one they've given. No nickname for him. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, Rupert and Pongo, brackets Chelsea twats. Adrian the chef brackets kept hitting people. Oh dear. South African scammer brackets ponytail and bad goatee <laughs> and flat cap coke fiend.
2: Wow. I mean it sounds like a lot of them I mean maybe it's nominative determinism there but you know a lot of them yeah. should have been banned. Uh
1: but I thought that was uh that was quite funny. That's great. <laughs> so uh yeah that was that was a nice experience to be um to be sort of, to feel clubbable for once in my life, yeah. even if it was by degrees. I've not really, I've been to a few private members clubs. I've been to the Show, which is a very mixed experience. Because I always, I had in my head, when he walked into the Show this image of Stephen Fry on a leather armchair, smoking a pipe, um, maybe Judy Dench, sort of uh, reading some lines with a coffee in the corner. You know, a lot of the great national treasures. Uh, whereas it, it's a really nice building, and a really nice staff, very welcoming. And there's a snooker table there, which is good. But it did feel, it was an awful lot of like looking over pe- people's shoulders whenever anyone walked in. Yeah, yeah. Um, an awful lot of kind of... Um, I don't want to, like, say, like, C-list or anything. I don't want to, like, tar anyone with a brush, but sort of people who you're thinking, is that the guy from... Where do I know that guy from? Making quite a lot of trips to the toilet. Right. Kind of vibe. Mm.
2: Maybe they had a dicky tom.
1: Yeah, maybe they had a dicky tom. And Soho House, uh, I was, I got a membership for for doing a gig there. Ooh. And they, all I really remember from there is they had superb glassware. Oh, <laughs> Really? Yeah, really, really top-level glassware. Ah, that's nice. And then another place called the Hospital Club, where I filmed something once again. Not a member there, but um, that had a really nice bar. Good selection of drinks. Lots of great facilities. Sorry, I sound like I'm doing an advert. (laughs) I prefer the annex. But do you know what I mean? They're they're a sort of... a, a. A total genre unto themselves of drinking establishment. Have you been to any of them?
2: No, no. But your description reminds me of that. What's that place in Edinburgh where people... Is it the Loft Bar or somewhere like that?
1: Those are slightly... A different beast again, because those artists and sort of um, promoter's bars in Edinburgh are often, like, converted from other rooms or or built specifically. So each of the big venues each of the sort of big four venues has a has a sort of artists bar that you need a pass to get into mm. and i think for me before i was really very established as a comic they made me feel quite inferior because i did could like couldn't get into some of them <laughs> and then when and then you go through this blissful period where you can get into all of them and you're so excited that there's they're just sort of where all of the madness happens and then you sort of go back to where you, where you started and sort of think, um, uh, you know, I'm not sure an awful lot of great stuff happens here. So uh, then you go back to the pubs. Right. But they're not kind of like these more historic um, places like you get in Soho. Kind of intrigued to go there.
2: But um, anyway, should we do a bit of correspondence?
1: Yes, uh, but do let us know, john at moonunderpod.com, if you've got any sort of members clubs near you and what they're like and what their quirks are and their history. Because I I wonder if it's a slightly London-centric thing or whether they exist all over the country. Yeah, please let us know.
2: I um, sighed for the mist mail.
1: I heard you, mate. It was. Do you know what? It was beautiful. Really? I thought I
2: was shrieking.
1: No. It, well, it, it may have sounded like it in your head, but it came out It's very sort of close harmonies. Oh, thank you.
2: Well, just me doing close harmonies, like thro- yeah. throat singing. Yeah, but not, not, not too guttural. Thank you. We've had a really nice uh, mist in here from Joseph Stephen Wall. He's given his full name, which I like. Uh, He says, a brief mist to suggest a possible topic of discussion between Robin and yourself, and perhaps the listenership at large, lesser known or forgotten drinking songs, whether trad-arranged tunes or respectful covers by established bands. Here's hoping this may lead to a few forgotten compositions coming to light. My contribution, a spirited version of the Wassailing song recorded by Blur in 1992. Now, I love this because... Me and my friend Daniel, when we were young, had the star-shaped video, which is the video Blur made around the time uh, Modern Life is Rubbish came out. And um, in it, they visit Stonehenge, and over the top, there's them singing this uh, old drinking song. So this is what Joseph's referring to. Wassail, wassail, all over the town, our toast it is white and our ale it is brown, our bowl it is made of the white maple tree, with the wasailing bowl we'll drink to thee. So there we go. With best wishes for all pubs at Christmas, Christmas at all pubs, best Joseph. So I like
1: that a lot. I love that. Thanks for sending that in, Joseph. The sailing song, I yeah. think, became a bit of a um, sort of cornerstone of the Kermode and Mayo podcast for a while. Ah, really? Because I think one Christmas years and years ago, this might even have been like 10 years ago, they were... They were talking about, said something like, does anyone wassail anymore? Yeah. <laughs> and they played a bit of the wassailing song, and then they changed their opening thing from was up" ah, to wassail. Oh, nice. <laughs> well, Joseph, it's funny you mentioned drinking songs, because last
2: night, as I record this, I saw the brilliant folk singer Olivia Cheney at King's Place in London doing a Christmas show, and she sang a 15th century drinking song. Called "Bring Us In Good Ale."
1: Oh, amazing!
2: Um, and you can hear a version of it by Tim Hart and Maddie Pryor. It's on YouTube, um, and that's a really good song. It also mentions bread. Weirdly, I don't know why. It's kind of like... Well, I, kind of... I guess that
1: in as today, yeah, food and booze were the basic sustainers of of the the community, sort of alehouse or pub or whatever.
2: Yeah, sure, that's true. Yeah. But uh, yeah, if you've got anyone else has any other drinking songs, then please let us know. That's a great... But not chants. Yeah, we don't want to chant.
1: No. Um, There's that great bit in Tim Key's set where he's talking about, this, yeah. um, talking about what he'd pick for Desert Island Discs. He goes, down it. Yeah. Well, it's more of a chant, really. <laughs> down it. <laughs> That's
2: great. And isn't one of the other choices the actual Desert Island Discs theme or something?
1: Yep, they won't like that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, i've got a lovely mist in here from maggie a 40 pubs wander from a to b hi both your recent murmurings about a 40 pub pub wander had me a wandering i live in a wonderfully pub dense neighborhood in north london with many of these watering holes on the beaten track So with pubs and a route in mind, I took to my desk and got out my old Google map and started jotting down a plan. My made-up rules are that this should be a straight A-B crawl with few detours, as pubs should preferably be on the main route, thereby easy to stumble upon. I've also gone for largely traditional pubs. Some Youngs, etc. in there, but no, I won't mention the other establishments she mentions. I have so far come up with the attached a five point four mile north to south route with forty pubs en route. I think the final route has forty-three, but there may be some questionable pubs in there, starting in Highgate, ambling down through Archway, Tufnell Park, Kentish Town, Camden, Euston, and hitting the bustling central streets of Warren Street. See map below for the route. Ignore the tagged pubs in Primrose Hill. I started to get a bit lost while my mind wandered through the many pubs available. Yours in forty-three pubs. So yeah, maybe we'll post um, Maggie's uh, pub crawl there. But I do what I like about that is it's 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 a route of the imagination. She's not saying she's going to do it. She's just saying, wouldn't this be a nice route?
1: No, and I'm sure I'll be proved wrong by some sort of uh, half pint drinker in trainers and running clothes. But I don't think you could do forty-three in a day could you it's not advisable is it well even if you spent you know 10 minutes in each and 5 minutes between yeah that's that's 10 hours yeah well maybe you could but it would i don't think it would be enjoyable to do them all at once it'd be nice to do them over a few days
2: yeah but um yeah that sounds great i need to organize a pub crawl actually uh, for my girlfriend's birthday oh so, well london well london London. London town. Foggy London town. So I might make use of Maggie's map.
1: You say you need... to Am I not being involved in this, uh, seeing as it's one of my favourite pastimes? Yeah, you can come. That's fine. No, but I mean the, in the planning. Oh, in the planning. Yeah, sure, sure. No, I don't care about coming. Uh, I right. <laughs> just want to go there in my mind. Yeah,
2: I will, I will, rel- I will make
1: use of your knowledge. Uh, where from and to? I haven't even got that far, to be honest, John. Oh, mate, when is it? Uh, the week after Christmas. Okay, right. Well, I mean, you're well behind. I know. It'll give me something to do on Boxing Day. That's a good point. Anyway, that's it for the correspondence this week. Thank you so much for listening. Yeah, send in your emails uh, to john at moonunderpod.com and Robin will cipher them as they're turned into mist as they cross between the realms. And as ever, you can support us on Patreon. Um, Head over to moonunderpod.com. Uh, for links to the patron and various other bits and bobs uh, and we'll see you next week